You're listening to the RSA Conference podcast, where the world talks security. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this edition of our RSAC 365 podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Casey Zirkus, content strategist with the RSA Conference, and today we are fortunate enough to have a guest moderator joining us, Keenan Skelly, and she will be talking with Stephanie Simpson about all things DevSecOps. But first, I want to remind our listeners that here at RSAC, we host podcasts twice a month, and I encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review us on your preferred podcast app so you can be notified when new tracks are posted. And now I'd like to turn it over to Keenan to introduce herself, and we can dive into today's topic. Keenan? Thank you so much, Casey. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, Keenan Skelly, I'm currently the CEO of Shadowbyte, which is a threat intelligence company. Absolutely love the security and cybersecurity space. I'm very excited to be here with Stephanie Simpson from Site today, who's going to be talking with me about DevSecOps. I think everybody has a lot of questions about what that means in the tech world because, you know, the more uh, we get into new tech products uh, that seem like they might be for security, we often find that in the background that there is not security behind them or in that process. So, DevSecOps is really an interesting topic. So, I'm going to, Stephanie, why don't you give a quick introduction of yourself and then I'm going to ask you all the questions, like all of the questions. (laughs) <laughs> Great. Thanks, Keenan. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie Simpson, the VP of Product for Site. I've been in software for about 25 years and specifically in cybersecurity for over five years. I'm excited to talk with you, Keenan, about DevSecOps. Great. Now, for the crowd... And for the listeners, I want you all to know that we literally all just got back from RSA conference in San Francisco a day or so ago. So if this is a little exciting for you or a little bit, you know, too exciting for you, we totally get it. Listen to it again later. (laughs) Okay, so DevSecOps, from the lens of a product person, what does DevSecOps mean to you? And how is it different from, I know you've done some other software that wasn't necessarily specifically security-related how are you finding that in uh, your new role versus your older role? Good question. So what is DevSecOps? Well, I think most people think of DevOps, which has been around for a long time. That's around development and operations specific to software. There, It's around the tools, the automation, all the operations work needed in order to create a product. Um, DevSecOps obviously is even more important because it has the security part in it. It's just not in the process as much. Um, So we'll talk a little bit about that today. I am, as a VP, very focused on the business aspect of it, and I think that's what I would like Mm. to talk about. That's actually really fascinating. So I think that a lot of listeners and a lot of folks in the cybersecurity space don't necessarily think of it from that perspective. So tell me more about why the business part is so important. Absolutely. I think to start off, what is the cost of bad DevSecOps to a business? (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? So coming at it from me, when I'm, I'm looking at it as if I launch a product without good DevSecOps, what 
would happen. There are many things that could happen. One is it could hurt my brand reputation. I could launch something. Um, there are security gaps, and all of a sudden the customer comes back to me and maybe tells the world that our security product doesn't have good security. That could yeah. kill us. Um, yeah. The second thing is support calls. So if something isn't patched quick enough. Actually, this is this is really interesting. I'm not sure if everyone knows, but anyone who deals with the government or is part of the government, um, there's a timeline. You have to actually patch certain things on a regular basis. So, and if you don't, oh, you yeah. have to actually not use that product. So we could have a huge problem with attrition as well if we don't do what, even the, the minimum, right, of, of security. And then, of course, the last thing which you never want um, is a delayed launch. If you don't have some yeah. sort of process and, you know, way to incorporate DevSecOps into your regular sprints, uh, it could definitely delay launches. How would that differ from, you know, I know you worked uh, at some large companies previously. How does that process differ from what it used to be for you? Now that you have to add security into it, is it more time? Is it more effort? How much does it affect each one of those things, you know, brand reputation, support calls, attrition? Um, is it more detrimental in a security company than it is in a regular company, or does that kind of even out? That's a good question. I think 100% is more detrimental in a security company. Um, I think it's more forgiving if you're not. Um, yeah. But before that, I think that the – I'm trying to think when I haven't done tech. <laughs> for me, it's been, part of my, uh, it's been part of my background for at least seven years. Um, but prior to that, uh, yeah, it was much easier. <laughs> it was just easier. Security, in, in, you know, infusing security into your process is tricky, and you need to know how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about you know, KPIs for DevSecOps, you know, how, how do we really measure developers on security and what does that even look like? Yeah, I think we're kind of in the infancy of that right now. Um, I try to measure as much as I can, but not get to the point where I'm bogged down by it. Um, the big thing, and it's not just security bugs, but any type of bugs, um, being able to measure and celebrate bugs that are found by quality assurance versus bugs that are found by a customer. And you obviously want Absolutely. a higher ratio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Higher ratio of quality <laughs> assurance bugs found and and celebrate that, right? So that's one of the things that we focus on. Um, the other kind of softer things around uh, making sure that DevSecOps is important is making sure that the security and ops requirements are added to the backlog um, and that it's a requirement of definition of done. You cannot launch without these things. And then the last thing is um, making sure that quality assurance actually has security test cases um, and that part of the QA testing that's happening throughout the sprint, not just at the end of the sprint, is testing 
and continuously testing um, those security test cases. Absolutely. So do you make it a point then to hire, you know, QA folks and engineering folks that have some kind of security, or do you kind of, you know, hire them for their amazing development skills and then kind of train them on the security afterwards? Yeah, so I think you need a hybrid mix. And I think the biggest thing is around making sure all developers are trained, um, trained on how to develop for, uh, you know, the, the best product that's secure, um, but also how to make sure that they understand that security testing, everyone on the team knows how important it is to test security and that those test cases are created. I think as long as everyone knows what that process is and as long as you have a leader who is able to drive that process, it should be something that any developer should pick up pretty easily. Yeah, that's really great. And it's great. I like what you said about training everyone. You know, that's so important when it comes to security, but especially when you're building security products. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about agile DevSecOps. Like, first of all, how is that even possible when you add security into the mix? Uh, Security is not often super agile in the development space. So how easy is it or hard is it to do that? And and what's kind of your process for that? Yeah, absolutely. I think when people think of agile, they think only of sprints, right? Okay, we're doing things in sprints, and then we're launching it at the end. There's a lot of things in the middle of that that DevSecOps can actually help drive. For instance, um, I talked a little bit about the definition of done. At the end of every sprint, there is a definition of what is done, and as long as the security requirements are part of that, then something cannot be considered done. Uh, The dev team itself, right, so every Agile or Scrum team has a certain number of developers, Well, if you don't have a security person on that team, you find a champion. And I was talking a little bit about the hybrids, right? There's There are people who are excited about security and some who aren't. So really finding that champion but still having them part of that team. Um, Prioritization is huge in Agile. So making sure that the requirements that are associated with security are prioritized and put at the top of the backlog. Um, Having the tools, right, so using automation and alerting to be able to do the testing and get alerted when something is not up to code. Um, Being very transparent, like the number one thing in Agile, right, just being transparent. We, No one is ever going to catch everything, just like there's never going to be no breaches. But as long as you're transparent and everyone knows and alerts people that there has been something that's been found, then they can go and fix it and put it in the backlog and put it as part of everything. Um, And last but not least is around T-shaped skills. So a developer can be very good and deep in one skill, but then very wide in a bunch of skills. Part of the wideness or the top of the T, hopefully you can develop developers into having security as part of that uh, top of the T. Absolutely. 
You know, I think it's really important something you said a moment ago about transparency. I know that, you know, every other day we hear about new breaches, uh, not just, you know, with global organizations or financial institutions, but even at cybersecurity companies or companies that do cybersecurity. I think that transparency is one of the most important things that we can be pushing as people who develop cybersecurity products, that there are things that are going to happen. It happens. We're going to fix it. And here's, here's the patch that's coming out, you know, in three days to take care of it. I think that kind of goes back to your ROI. Can you tell me a little bit about how that ROI and transparency are interlinked when you're dealing with your customers on DevSecOps? Yeah, I think that's really insightful. I think with transparency and just acknowledging that it will happen, it allows you to put it into a regular schedule. You allot time from a person to always have X number of hours to work on during the week. And when you already know that that will happen, you kind of also need to incorporate that into the launch plan and the messaging to your customers so they understand that you will have patches and what the patch schedule is usually, you know, what happens every week or something like that. So they don't come back to you and think that you've done something wrong. It's just, it is just what it is. And then you're starting to teach your customers. And I think that's really paramount right now, especially, you know, a lot of companies get really uh, scared. A lot of companies get really, um, you know, upset. And what what do you mean you, you got hacked? Well, we're all going to get hacked, <laughs> but we have a process in place for it. So I think that's one of the huge benefits of DevSecOps and the way that you approach it, right? Yeah, and one other thing. So you were saying about, the transparency and and how it relates to ROI, I think one of the other things is being proactive versus reactive, right? So you don't want to wait until something is out in the field. You want to proactively put together a way to check for holes, Um, you know, using automation tools, to check to see where you have gaps in not only the software itself, but there may be gaps in your people and your process. And, you know, Scythe, for instance, can help with that, and there are other tools, but um, proactively finding those so that you can make changes. Absolutely. And security is just, for the longest time, it's been very reactive. So, as we get yes. better with processes, as we get better with technology to detect things, you know, that's, that's where we're all headed for is, I hate to say less of boom, but let's say less of cyber boom, <laughs> right? Right. It's just finding it before it happens. Absolutely. So final thought, what would you say to dev teams out there who are really trying to begin to implement DevSecOps and some of the challenges that they're probably facing, what would you give them as kind of sage advice as the VP of product? Yeah, so I would say the first thing is don't be paralyzed by it. Just start. (laughs) I imagine that people are not doing it because they don't know where to start or they're scared or whatever it is. And so just start. And I think that there are different ways and they could do that. If they don't have someone internally, hire a consultant. If they do have someone internally, allot that person to start to at least 
create the basics of what is it that they need to do. Um, I suggest everyone on here go and look at Tanya Jenka's She Hacks Purple. Um, she has oh, a she's get so great. Yeah, yeah. I saw her, um, <laughs> and I can't do it justice, uh, what she says, but it's it's like a wonderful Bible uh, for starting, <laughs> and it's on GitHub. And I'd highly suggest people going and looking at that because it's kind of like a to-do list. Um, and awesome. I think the other thing that people kind of ask is um, what will it cost? The one thing I would say, and back to being the business side, it will cost a lot more to not do it. So just start it, yeah. start investing in it, put the hours towards it, start putting it in the process. Everyone in product management should know all of the things I talked about in terms of agile. It's just about adding those requirements and incorporating it in as if it's just any other requirement you have. That's so true. Because it's hard, nobody wants to do it, but you got to get in there. Jump in head first. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Stephanie, thank you so much for chatting with me about this. It's such an important topic, and you, as always, are amazing. I highly recommend checking out um, Tanya, as Stephanie suggested. And I think that's our time for today, but hopefully we get to talk again soon. I'll jump in and give a, a thank you to both of you. Keenan, great job moderating the conversation. I love that you brought Stephanie to us to engage in this important conversation. So thank you both for being here today. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. To find products and solutions related to DevSecOps and software integrity, we invite you to visit rsaconference.com forward slash marketplace. Here you'll find an entire ecosystem of cybersecurity vendors and service providers who can assist with your specific needs. Please keep the conversation going on your social channels using the hashtag RSAC and be sure to visit rsaconference.com for new content posted year-round. Thank you all. Have a great day.